Alrighty. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my first podcast. I'm your host, uh, Sade Baxter. And with me, I have a guest star, uh, Aaron Baxter, here. Uh, tell me about yourself. Bye. Um, okay. My name is Aaron Baxter. I uh, currently work for the Oregon Employment Department. I am 42 years old, and I am your mom. <laughs> That's just fantastic. <laughs> so, so to start off, our podcast is going to be a little bit uh, controversial. So, meaning, so we're going to be talking about mental health and self-diagnosing among social media. It's becoming a, it's become a real hot topic. It's almost like you can't talk about it anymore because it has a lot of, um, a lot of red flags, like. It's it's a little bit awkward trying to talk about it. I mean, 
it's it's most common amongst uh, teens and young adults on other social like other social media apps like uh, Instagram. Um, do you have a you have a TikTok, right? I do have a TikTok. Okay. I've posted, and um, I mostly watch now because posting is so much work. <laughs> Don't blame you, but I mean, you've seen like, how many t- like mental health TikToks have you seen around? Uh- a lot, uh, mostly because I found myself on ADHD TikTok and that sort of thing. So uh, you, I do. I see a lot. Wait, do you follow? You follow them? Like, do you follow them, or do you just like they just randomly appeared on your feed for no reason? They're on my for you page. Oh, okay. um, well, I relate to a lot. Um, I mean, if you want to know, so when. One of my kids, Drew, was diagnosed with ADHD at about, he was six years old. And when we went through that process, I started to notice that he had a lot of uh, symptoms through that process that I recognized in myself. Um, but I've never been formally diagnosed. But when I went on TikTok, started an account and saw them, um, I, they say the algorithm kind of just figures you out really quickly based on your interactions with them. Um I found myself on ADHD TikTok where I could relate to a lot of posts about people losing their keys all the time or their phone, trying to find their phone when it's in their hand, stupid things like that. So uh, I, I do find a lot, but seeing all that has actually inspired me to try and get a formal diagnosis. Uh, so actually in 10 days, I have an appointment through a, uh, what's it called a behavioral neurologist and it's they told me it's an eight-hour process i get to go through the dsm-10 and uh hopefully get a formal diagnosis what what i hope is adhd and nothing more (laughs) severe but i want to get on medication to help uh with uh, some of the coping mechanisms i work full-time i go to school full-time and i have four kids though two are an adult. So uh, just having some executive function um, help. But I I do find myself on ADHD TikTok mostly because I relate to some of the content. Would I use it as a diagnostic tool? Absolutely not. Um, But it is relatable content. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, it it encourages people to be like, it's a sort of like reality check. Like, do I really have this? Like, it's so relatable. Like I think that con- the content is made purposely relatable to uh well, it is. to try and It do. is. Uh I think a lot of people can relate to in in ADHD is a lot more than just uh losing your keys all the time. There's a lot of uh, executive function skills um having a kid that has ADHD. It's a lot of work to navigate through the education system, trying to get him all the help and assistance that he needs. Um, It seems like it's really common in a lot of ways, but there's not always the easiest ways to receive services and help. Um, They a lot of times want to throw medication at the issue and call it good, but it's a lot more than that. Uh, People with ADHD have a lot of impulse control issues. problems regulating emotions at times um if you've ever heard your brother um playing video games on the computer rage yeah shouting yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 1, 1 a.m in the morning yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing like it, they show like the most general symptoms i 
I would say symptoms. It, it's well, yeah. Go, it's, go ahead. Sorry. You know, it's okay. Like they they show the base. It does. They don't go into depth of like what it truly is like to have it. Like they they say like, oh, if you do this, this, and this, then you have this. It's it almost seems like it almost seems like it, it's doing. a it's a great way to get help. The The problem lies in that we live in a society that doesn't uh, have universal health care or have necessarily easily affordable health care. It took me six months to get into the doctor to get a formal diagnosis. Getting a diagnosis for ADHD is not an easy process to go through. It is uh, tedious and painstaking. And uh, like I said, that was six months just to get my appointment of waiting. So we don't live in a, a, and also it's not affordable. I work for the state, so I have amazing insurance, but not everybody has that luxury. So getting into an appointment um, can cost thousands of dollars just to get the evaluation. So there is an accessibility problem. So a lot of times people like, I can relate to this. But they they don't always have the necessary means to get a formal diagnosis. Yeah. So therein lies another problem. Yeah. Well, while looking at it, it's you you want to get a formal you want to get a formal diagnostic, but then again it then again it's nearly impossible because a lot of the a lot of the, the age demographic for the the relatable posts are like teens and young adults, and you know teens and young adults they don't have money. They, it's true. They, they can't. They can't afford like. They can't afford like a doctor's appointment, let alone like if their parents would allow them to. It's, and it, a lot of parents will write it off, so uh, or just say that's just normal behavior or things like that. So they won't always provide them with the access to getting the doctor. Makes the situation worse. Yeah, and then it. it Part of the problem with the content on my will, a lot of it is fun and relatable, but when you have people saying, oh, put a finger down if you relate to this, and then by the time you're done, if you put six or more fingers down, you have ADHD. Well, that's that's using diagnostic tools. That's not fair. And a lot of people can force themselves to fit into a box. I don't know if you're familiar with the 16 personalities test. I mean, you can manipulate the results and put yourself in any box just based on your moods. It's, yeah. it's junk science. Uh, so a lot of the TikTok content can be done doing the same thing. You can you can kind of manipulate, oh, yeah, relate to that, you know, kind of thing. But it's not you need to go through the process to get a formal diagnosis. It's, it's, it can be dangerous. Um, the new trend I'm seeing right now isn't just ADHD. They're calling it ADHD, which means you have autism and ADHD. And getting an autistic diagnosis is also difficult and painstaking. And I... I don't want to say you don't have that, but I do think that it's important that you get a formal diagnosis to go through and get the help and assistance that you need, Um, be it medication, behavioral therapy, any sort of assistance you need. And there can be danger, um, problems, and just uh, it minimizes the people that actually do have a formal diagnosis or do need assistance in some sort of way. I was actually going to talk about it because a lot of the a lot of the content is it looks like it glamorizes it. It almost makes it look, uh, you know, people with ADHD or what do you call it, ADHD? Yeah. It, 
if we look at some of the content there, a lot of it just make it look fun and quirky. Like they're all dressed up. They all look, they're all like really happy. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that a lot, that a lot of, uh, mental, mental disorders are not, not exactly pleasant. It doesn't show the downside of them. It, yeah, it shows the quirky fun side. And like sensory issues and people that can't wear clothes or cuts the tags out or can't wear certain clothing and won't wear socks or, you know, silly things like that. How Drew hasn't worn jeans a day in his life. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the little things like that. They, they focus more on it, more on just the fun side of it. it and living with Drew, it's, it's not fun. It's it trivializes a serious issue. Yeah. I mean, trying to make light out of an issue, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's almost like spreading misinformation. Yeah. Like, I, I, people that, I, people that don't experience it like you and I did, it's, mm -hmm. it's almost, uh, it's almost kind of insulting. It can be. I, it can, I get that it can be a coping mechanism for other people, um, but it, it's just a fine line of, you know, where do you draw the line at self-diagnosis versus official and then also just kind of trivializing it. It can make it more difficult because people, as far as I, and you know, I was raised in the 80s and 90s and ADHD, oh, everybody has that and just kind of makes light out of it or, you know, makes riddle and jokes, that sort of thing. But it is a serious mental disorder that can cause uh, a lifetime of issues, holding a job, um, a lot of people have suffered from um, chemical dependency issues because, you know, the drugs are very addictive and, and some of the people. So there's a lot that goes with it. So a lot of family issues, too. People getting disabled. Just for yeah. And then, you know, the whole stigma of mental health in general, it's still not highly. I, there's still a huge mental health stigma in uh, in this country so it's, it's gonna be a long time before anything can be solved i mean we've we've come a long way i mean the oh, one thing one thing i'll give credit is is there's a mass awareness for for uh, mental health in general i mean tourette's has almost has like seven billion views on on TV. Mm -hmm. it's crazy and I, believe, um, I think ADHD has like 26 billion views. It's it, it's it's astounding, like how much, like how much information about ADHD is out there that that 20, 20 billion people are watching. The problem isn't that the content is there. The problem is that a lot of people will take it at face value. Yeah, absolutely. And, and take it as a diagnostic tool. Which, I mean, maybe it's like, oh, hey, I recognize this in myself, but that's only the first step into getting help in other ways. It, yeah. it shouldn't be used as a, oh, oh, look, I related to this TikTok. I'm pretty sure I have ADHD you know, kind of thing. The problem so. is people take that first glance and then they they live with it. That's their, mm -hmm. all right, this is it. Um, that means I have this. And it's just and then it's kind of weird but they also move they move on to the next one like like autism adh autism which is, that's just I, that's, that to me is just that to me is really really outlandish well and again it's fine if someone has that and wants to use that as 
it's basically, you know, this is a day in my life as someone that has been diagnosed with ADHD, you know, kind of thing. Or, But again, putting everybody into this uh, diagnostic tool or using it as a diagnostic tool is dangerous. And, and it does trivialize those that are legitimately dealing with that sort of thing. It's not trendy. It's not cool. It is a neurological disorder that can, it, it varies in severity between person to person, and it can have lifelong debilitations for people, you know. Um, with your brother, we look at what types of jobs is he going to be able to have in the future. He struggles with a lot of different issues, and he's very severely ADHD, and it is something that we are constantly dealing with. It's not fun. It's not light. Sometimes there's funny things that go along with it, and we all use those coping mechanisms. Like when we play Mario Party, and he flips his lid. Well, but at the same time, it's it's yeah, but it's still a neurological disorder that's going to he's going to have to deal with them even medicated. He's going to have to deal with it for the rest of his life, and it it's going to severely impact his life more than someone that's neurotypical. Yeah. So I don't know. I get that TikTok is dangerous in that it's great as a coping technique, but. People just need to be very careful about the content that they are digesting and verifying their sources correctly. You don't just get news from one source. You want to make sure that you are getting legitimate news. If I got my news all from, you know, Fox News, for example, I'm only getting one side of the story. I'm getting biased information. I want to make sure that I'm verifying the information I receive from other sites and, and news sources. You you can't just say, oh, I thought TikTok. You can't just base it on opinions. You need to use you know, legitimate news sources and not just people's opinions. So, Yeah. Well, I, yeah, but it's also, while it's, while it's bad in that regard, it's also good for awareness, too. They've, they've done a fantastic job. True. They've done a fantastic job of spreading awareness. I think you're right, and it and it does provide a community of people like, oh yeah, I, I you know can find people that relate to this. You know, you'll see comments that are like algorithms getting oddly specific today. You know, comments like that, and it um, so it's a great way to spread awareness and normalizing it in a sense um, is also awesome, um, and you know making it so we do reduce this stigma attached to it but it is a double-edged sword it's just something we need to tread lightly there's no right or wrong answer but it can be dangerous if you use it as your only source of information and as a diagnostic tool Mm -hmm. and glamorizing it that too i agree well honestly we've we've reached the uh, end of this discussion we've been on a little longer than expected but that's all right but you know, it was really nice having you and talking to you about this, about these issues and these controversies. Okay. And yeah, I look forward to uh, doing the next episode with you. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Take care, everyone. <laughs> All right, bye now.